You're listening to Special Education Matters, a regular podcast about things that matter in special education. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and I am the proud father of an 18-year-old boy with autism. I'm here to introduce a special series we are running on our podcast, Special Education Matters. Our lead attorney, Richard Isaacs, and others will be discussing the process and steps that happen when a parent decides to work with us. In this show, Richard and I talk about the due process hearing. The due process hearing is the rare event that happens after many attempts have been made between a school district and families to find a solution that both sides can agree on. We discuss what happens during one of these hearings. Enjoy. Today, Rich, we're going to talk about and give an overview of the due process hearing. This is the big deal, the final place that we can go, well, unless we're to appeal it. But anyways, give us an overview of the due process hearing. The due process hearing, you're right. It's There's no resolution. We can't resolve the dispute. And the parties put it in the hands of a judge. And that's an administrative law judge. And that's the due process hearing. And it's, it's an actual trial. You have witnesses, you have testimony, and you make your case. And it doesn't happen very often, right? So like we talked earlier that it's in 90% of things settle before they get to this point. So it sounds like it's more just the threat of it rather than the reality of it. Which is true. It's nine, you know, 94, 97, whatever the current percentage is of cases never reach that point of a due process hearing. They actually settle, as it should be. You know, the district has an incentive to help the student. That's their job. Parents obviously are focused on their students' need. There's no reason the parties can't reach a resolution on what's what's going to benefit the student. And most of the of the of the time, that's what happens. It does go to hearing. You know, say that seven percent or six percent of the time. And when it does, you put it in the hands of a of a judge, and that's a little bit scary. But that's what hearings for. All right, let's talk about that process. So I'm in the uh, you know fifth percentile or something. I'm going to hearing. I decide to push it. Maybe I'm making a big statement about something else. I don't know, whatever. But what is that process like? Is it your traditional courtroom? Is, am I back in a classroom? Tell us about that. Well, and that's the benefit of the due process hearing uh, for special education. While it's scary for parents, it, once they see the system, once it's explained to them, oftentimes a lot of their stresses will go away. So the hearing itself is for the most part, and there are a few exceptions of this, it's held at the school district. And sometimes it's in the the same conference room that you had mediation. What they do is the judge will come in and they will have a a table for the judge, they'll have a table for the witness, a table for the district, and a table for us. And we call witnesses, we submit evidence like IEPs and assessments. So if we're going to submit or discuss an assessment, we have the assessor on the witness stand, and we ask mm-hmm. questions. The judge will ask questions. It's not as formal. You don't picture, you know, going into federal court, this really big uh, courtroom, and everybody's in suits and ties. It's it's really low key. It's it's a question and answer session. There are rules of evidence on how we enter evidence um, to take it under su- submission for the court. Mm-hmm. But even that, there's a lot of flexibility. So. It shouldn't be scary at all. If we can't reach a resolution, it's administrative court. It's meant to, to – the system is meant to be accessible and, and, and to work. And, and it is pretty easy to, to navigate the due process. Now, is it exciting in the – you get to cross-examine the witnesses, and then suddenly somebody bursts out crying saying, I did it, I did it. Well, and I think if there's any – 
if there's any stress, that doesn't it's, happen. It's, does it? <laughs> yeah, that typically <laughs> d- does not. Um, definitely not as exciting as watching a trial on on TV. It's there is cross examinations, and it can get a little frustrating. And there, you know, sometimes the district councils will try to play these typical attorney games where they they interrupt and they object. For the most part, the ALJs are pretty good at quieting that. Mm-hmm. Um, from the student's perspective, we want all the information out. We're not hiding anything. It's usually right, the, right. the district. So when they're objecting and objecting, it's because they're afraid of the information. We'll, we'll get the information in. We'll be patient, and we'll just keep asking the, the questions. Um, so there is a little bit of the, the, the tactics, I guess, played by the other side. And maybe some student attorneys play those. I don't. We're going to, you know, we know what our case is, and we're not going to go to hearing unless it's a strong case. And there is a way to present our evidence and present our, our case. Now, if, if I'm a parent, should I expect to be on the stand? Are they going to cross examine my child on the stand? You know, we've been in hearing just, you know, not too often because, like, like we were saying, most cases settle. I've never had a student testify. Parents, in every case I've been in, have testified. It's necessary to explain who, who your child is. And we prep everybody. It's not as stressful as, as, as you think because you're talking, you're talking about your child. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to, oh, can I say the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. No, because we're, there's nothing that, that we're afraid to, to say. You do get cross-examined, but even that, for the most part, people are very respectful. Um, the judge will ask questions. The whole point of the hearing, I think sometimes people forget this, the whole point of the hearing is to tell the story. Mm-hmm. The judge, which is administrative law judge, they're they're actually the judge, which means they, but they're the jury too. So they have to interpret the facts. And if there's competing facts, or you know the district's telling one set of facts, and, and we're we're questioning that, it's going to be the judge that has to d- d- determine you know which which facts to to believe, and then apply that to to the law. But it's. It's not that stressful. So tell me about when it starts. Like, does it start, what, 9.30 in the morning, probably, like the mediation hearing? And how long uh, as a family can they expect to be in this process? So every case is a little bit different, obviously, depending on how many issues you have. I tried really hard to run the case in about three to five days. And you're, you're right. The hearing starts at 9.30 or 9, depending on the day of the week. And it runs to about 4.30 or 5, really just depending on when a witness is finished and if you want to start a new witness or if you want to just start it the next morning. Um, I, you know, there are some attorneys that really try to drag the hearing out. I want to get in there, present our case. One, it, it's expensive. We have to pay for right. experts, so I don't want to waste time. I think for... Yeah, I, in almost every case, we should be able to pr- present our, our side in no more than three three days. All right. And how does it all end then? So you you're in there for a couple of days, three days, let's say, and then you walk out. I mean, it's not a decision right then and there. What what happens? So I think people want like the judge will make their their decision. What happens is the judge is going to take it under submission, and we enter. A ton of documents into evidence. The judge will then then take the case under submission. But a, one important piece too is we don't make closing arguments. We usually put our closing arguments in writing, and that allows us to take the time to really look at what evidence was submitted, apply it to the law, and then submit that to the court. So at the conclusion of hearing, the case will remain open, and the judge will say, "Here's ten days." Then you have to submit your closing briefs. Huh. We submit our closing briefs. At that point, the case is closed, meaning no new evidence comes in. And then the court will make a written decision, usually within 30 days at that point. And then that's it at that point. I mean, you can always appeal beyond that, I guess, if you wanted to, but really kind of that's the end of it. 
Right. And I don't know how many cases are, are appealed. Um, but then the, the court makes its its decision, and you're right. Unless it's appealed, that's the end of it. All right. Well, thanks so much. And that sort of concludes our whole beginner's guide that we've been doing. We'll have other podcasts with you as well. But then we've gone through all the steps from the beginning all the way to this final hearing. So thank you for all your time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another edition of Special Education Matters. For more information, including show notes, head to our website, csnlg.com slash listen. And if you like what you hear, please uh, consider giving us a review on iTunes. Those reviews bring us lots of happiness. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and we will talk again soon.